Hello, beautiful one. Welcome to today's episode of the Diversity Life Podcast. If you don't know what the Diversity Life Podcast is, it is a weekly conversation with tech industry experts and career strategists, where I interview them about their careers to help you with your own technology career. I'm Kawat Abdul Hakim, the founder of Diversity. His mission is to help you choose and navigate your dream tech career. Visit diversity.com to learn more. If you would like to join the podcast live, which is always fun, it happens every Friday on my LinkedIn. You can find the link to my profile in the description. If you're also not subscribed or you're currently listening, make sure to hit the subscribe button. Now let's get into today's episode. I put up a poll in on the event that on the event page on LinkedIn some hours ago, asking why you wanted to transition into why you wanted to you know build a career in product design, and some responses was you know some of you said you had an eye for design, you like building products, or you you, you are able to recognize need. So if any of that is if you haven't taken that poll, you can go and take it, and also let us know in the comments like what's what's why you want to start a career in product design would really love to know evans akano and we'll be chatting all about product design and yeah this session promises to be very interesting so i'm just going to allow evans talk about himself and his career and career background okay guys good evening nice to be here thank you carla for the introduction and everything so uh myself i I started my career, say, 20, 2010. At the time, it was mostly graphic design. So things like product design or UX design, UI design wasn't very common at the time. So, yes, I started out in 2010. And at that time, I would say, I've said it's just graphic design. So I would do logo designs, I would design brochures, you know, paint pictures, very, very simple, basic stuff. And that quickly morphed into building websites using simple tools like WordPress, you know, and I realized that even as my career progressed, you know, I got to work in e-commerce, I worked in Jumia, worked in Conga, and then started the digital agency. And, you know, over the, that space of time, I had done design with branding where you're designing logos, business cards, letterhead, and all of that kind of stuff. And you're also designing websites. So one thing I, I realized that stuck out was consistency. You know, you look at international brands, you see how consistent their their assets are. So you're looking at a Nike website, for example, you see how the Nike logo looks on the website. You, you see that style also shown on their brand, on the products they actually make. And I saw that, you know, need for people to, you know, work in design to ensure more brands in Africa have this kind of standard look, you know, because I mean, the way the internet works today, it gives everyone an opportunity. So any brand really can be a premium brand. If you make the design look really good, if you care more about your customers, you can be successful. And so I sort of understood how design fits into all of these things. So yes, and I've been doing this for the past 10 years. My work has been recognized in a few places locally and internationally. And I've also helped a lot of brands, you know, reinvent their their outlook online. There are a few projects that may 
may have been seen by a lot of people. You know, at the time we had built a website for Zenith Bank, Nation Bank, Sterling Bank. These are like fintech and financial services clients. Most recently, we launched a website for First Bank. With with building out tools and products, we built a tool called Disha. I mean, this was over a year ago. And a lot of people also use that tool in building simple sites on their phones. You know, so there's um, lots of opportunity in design. And I feel like uh, this is what we should talk about today. What areas in design you have interest in? The simple tips I can offer to guide you in the process. And if you have more questions, you can reach out to me on social media and I'll reply at my own time. So thanks. Thank you so much, Evans, for the wonderful introduction. I want to take a look at our audience real quick and see where they are joining from. Okay, so there's Nicole from the U.S. Yeah, there's Sunday from Nigeria, Aishwarya from Canada, Dr. Dev Tim from India, uh, Jacinta from Nigeria, Ariel from Canada. Then we have Rick from Philadelphia, Joshua from Accra, Ghana. Oh, I'm loving this audience. There's Victor from Berlin, Jamnes, Helene from Portacot, Nigeria. There's Rana from Lahore, Pakistan. There's Victor from New York City. If I continue reading this, I'll be reading on and on <laughs> for the yeah. next 30 minutes. Well, yeah, keep them coming. They're actually interesting. It's interesting knowing where all of you are joining us from. And yes, I hope we all have a wonderful session today. Okay, so Evans, what got you interested in product design? Mm. Product design is the fastest way to to reach out to a lot of people if you're in design. Because I find that if you're building products, you almost have an opportunity to define the future of a company. So if you look at the way things are happening today, a lot of people, they rely on products. They rely on mobile phones. They rely on softwares on their mobile phones. I remember 10 years ago, if you needed your picture to be cropped or something, you would need a graphic designer that understands Photoshop to do very simple things. But today, a doctor can prepare slides using Canva, you know? And this is actually the power of product design because someone thought about how phones have the capacity to do a lot of stuff, right? Phones are seen as computers. You know, if you trace back 15 years ago, the phones we use now will be, have been seen as palm tops, you know? But these phones are really smart. You know, Android is really good, iOS is really good. And so the things that used to be very difficult to do with the power of product design, people are designing those same difficult tasks into very simple things that people can actually just use their hands and use their simple knowledge of how things work and actually achieve what they want to achieve. So product design is, I think that's what actually got me sucked in because I was looking at how, okay, so we are building websites for clients and you build these websites and these clients are happy because People are finding their services online. People are contacting them online. People are doing business with them online. But imagine if you could build something that will enable 10,000 more people. Imagine if you could build something that will enable 100,000 more people out there to create something else. You know, and that's the power of product design. You know, the fact that you see 
you know, with um, with COVID and the lockdown, a lot of people need to rely on on banking apps to do transactions. They have to rely on on platforms for logistics to do deliveries. You know, a product designer actually enabled some of those things to happen. A product designer did the research to ask questions. If I'm building a logistics application, what do people need on this app once they open the app? They need to see this is my location. Here is where I want to deliver something to. And they need to design the interfaces of that product, collaborate with the product manager, and collaborate with whoever is coding the application, and even collaborate with the person adding functionality to that product. And you see that a product designer has like a very, very, very special place in building a product. You know, so I think that's what actually got me hooked into product design. That these days, I rather say I'm a product design person or a product owner compared to saying I specialize in branding or web design because if you build a product, you can practically do a lot of all those things. Okay. Yeah. Thank you so much. What What are the key responsibilities of a product designer? So a product designer is the person that does wireframes. I will try to make this class as practical as possible. So maybe I should even share my screen instead of my face. Because I feel like I'm actually working in the midst of my project right now. And I feel like on that project, I can actually show practical tips on and answers on this question. So guys, yes, I'll be switching definitely. to share my screen. Um, give me a second. Right, I had this class sometime last month. And I actually taught for three hours about UI, UX design. So some of these things that we are to share, I will just show that all oh, they've been done, they've been said before. The role of product designer would cover wireframing at, at the get-go because you're the one responsible for wireframing what you're building. You're responsible for design research. Can you see my screen? Can you see um, my screen? I'm going to put it up now. Yes, we okay. can. Okay. Perfect. So a UI designer and product design, product design would actually stem from UI and UX. And frankly, I feel like people should understand, you know, the basics of these two things. So UI is like user interface, right? UI is how the product looks like. So you open, first you unlock your phone and what you see is the user interface of your phone. But the fact that, you know, you can easily find, you can swipe up to unlock your phone, the patterns on Android, the fact that the phone button is at the, at the bottom, the fact that you're thinking about how to use your thumb to operate your phone is all part of the experience. So there are like two components of this, the user interface and the user experience part. But for product designers, when they get really, really good at it, when they understand the both sides of the coin. So they understand UI and they understand UX. Though UX is greater than UI because the interface is part of the experience. UX is generally, how do you feel while using an application? You know, and that feeling can be, oh, I like the way the app looks like. It's actually a feeling, right? So everything in UI is contained in UX. But for a designer, if you understand UX is far greater, so like I was saying, you ask abilities, right? So I would say yeah. for a UX, a UI designer, let's have a UI designer. A UI designer does research, right? And research here is, so let's use a different example. Let's say we are building an app for, let's say we are building StreamYard. 
So there is a stream yard right now to stream this session. Imagine we are building a stream yard. And the question is this, you're building an app to enable people to enable people to have live video sessions, right? And uh, in doing this, you're asking yourself, what are the most important features on this application? You know, you see how I actually offered to turn off my video because I thought we needed to share a screen, right? I assume that there's no need to see my face since you want to see what screen I'm sharing. But the product designer that built this app thought deeply that, oh, it's still okay to see who is presenting even while showing what is being presented. Are you following? You hear what I mean, right? So that's the reason why it's designed in a certain way that you can see that once you share a screen, the screen being shared is on your right and is larger than the screen of or the video of who is presenting. And so this is actually how deep you think about product design. Because it's not just about, oh, it's an app. Okay, what do we do? We, you know, let's just make a white page. Let's just make sure it's full screen. You have to think about this, you know. When I open today is the first time of me using StreamYard. And I noticed, okay, it seems very easy to use. You know, they have stacked comments on the right. You know, and not just comments, they have comments and they have private chat. So it means that someone can actually ask me a personal question or ask me a different question from what is on the comments. And you see, this is actually how deep a product designer should think about products because you're the person to receive the brief from the product manager. You're the person to distill that brief into actual tasks and say, okay, the first pages I'll be creating will be the login pages. People need to log into this app. You know, from that login page, I'm not just creating login page, I'm creating login, I'm creating sign up, I'm creating forgot password pages, I'm creating pages for welcome. You know, there's a page for if someone doesn't have an account, they should be able to access a particular part of the app. And yes, okay, though they are accessing the part of the app, they still login and sign up buttons because I understand that the goal of this application is also to build user base. So you see, a designer needs to understand the business. So their responsibilities actually span a lot. A lot of collaboration is required. So all this that we talking about is just design research. And design research will cover the fact that you're researching based on the requirements provided to you by the product manager. And you're also researching other products in that industry. So for example, you're building StreamYard, an app to stream videos and have trainings and you're asking yourself which tools are in this area then you see there's zoom there's google Meet, there are a bunch of others and you want to look at all of them and see what are the unique opportunities i can get from these apps and build into a new application that people would love compared to these other ones there's also the part where the ui designer gets to work to implement with a front-end developer because most of the time what you're building is just screens right? You're just building a flat images. Let me share a different page from this slide. Or let me just share something else. Okay. So I'm sharing a different screen from an app I'm creating right now. Give me a second. I can so, see um, some questions coming in. So if you have questions, okay. keep, keep, keep them coming. Yeah. Please go ahead, Evans. Okay. Yes. So I believe you can see my screen now. It's coming up. Yes. So I'm building, I'm building an app now because um, the same thing I talked about earlier, I talked about how 10 years ago, 
you would have needed a Photoshop to do very simple things, right? And in the same vein, I thought there's still a challenge with web design, the way website design is done today. Website design today requires that you need a laptop, you need serious software and lots of technical knowledge to build very simple things. And I thought there should be a simpler way to create websites. You know, imagine people could create websites on their phone. And so I'm working on this product for some months now, but all of what you see here is interface. It's all squares and rectangles and text, right? All of this work here, so for example, you land on the app on the dashboard, you're seeing like number of sites that have been created. You tap on icons, you're seeing a pop-up saying, preview the websites, check out the settings of the website. You know, you can delete a website you're creating. You know, you can use templates in creating this website. You know, all of these things here are all just images. So eventually you have a developer to work with that will translate all of this into code. So if you, if you look on this right side, you will find that um, there's a little panel here that describes every part of what has been created. So all of these icons, screens, images, logos are all used to you know, create something that everyone can actually use, right? And the collaboration is very, very key in the process of, of working on products. So like I was saying, let me just uh, go back to the slides, then we can take a few questions. Okay, so let's take some of the questions now and try and go on, right? Because I feel like I'm very excited about this and I could keep going on. So please, let's take some questions. All right. Okay, let's look at a couple of questions. One from Aishwarya. She asks, what advice would you give to a person who is trying to shift their career into product design? Where should they start from? I believe we will talk about this like in more detail. But yes, you can briefly go over yeah. this, Evans. Okay, the first thing I'll ask the person is, the first question will be, what's your interest? User interface or user experience? And this is really, really crucial because it will define where you want to go. If you have more interest in user experience, that means you care about the nuances of how people use a product, right? It means you spend more time researching, researching other products and industries, researching how people generally use products online. You'll be researching mobile use. So, for example, we are using StreamYard, this application we're using for this um, training. We're using this as a case study, right? If someone is to build StreamYard for Africa, one of the important things to check is what is the penetration of devices in Africa? Mobile, desktop, tablets. And if you do that research, you realize that 79% of Africans use their mobile devices to access the internet. Only about 20% uses their desktops to do so. So anyone building for Africa needs to ensure that people can actually use their product conveniently from their mobile devices. So when you start doing that, that's in the line of a UX person. A user interface person is that person that, I mean, for most graphic designers, they would easily transition into user interface because graphic design is a visual, is a visual type of work. So it's easier for you to transition into being a UI designer where you're still building interfaces now. Interfaces used to experience a product. You know, and that's the first thing I would, I would want the person to think about carefully. The second thing is the tool they'll be using. So for tools, I would, I have a preference for Figma. I started out using Sketch for product design. 
But I realized that Figma provides better collaboration between designers and developers. And uh, I think collaboration is one of the very, very strong points of any good product designer. You're not designing independent of the people you're working with. So there are developers that will code your design. There are print managers that need to understand your design. There are testers that will test your design to be sure that it works for them. And uh, collaboration is really, really key. So it's a product like Figma allows up to 100 people or even more to be on one project looking at what you're doing. So it's it cuts the need for you to have to present on, on uh, say, slides or anything. And it also gives room for like very quick iterations. One other thing I would ask that product designer to learn is how to sketch. And this is like pencil and paper, you know, because you need to be able to quickly draw wireframes to interpret what you're doing or what you're trying to design. Because in, in designing products, a lot of times you get to change a lot of things. The, the project I showed a, a preview of, I've been building that project since January the 1st of this year. And while building that product, I'm asking questions in the audience, I'm asking questions on Twitter, and people are giving me feedback, and their feedback keeps improving the product. Because as a, as a product designer, well, the first thing that is a major difference between you and a graphic designer is a graphic designer mostly designs and they want to love what they've designed. But a good product designer is designing based on what people would actually want because the products you're building are not just for your use case. You're not your user. You're not your customer. You're designing based on what the market wants. And so it's really, really important that you listen to the market, listen to the people, listen to the customers and see how you can improve a product. It's a lot of advice really, but the, what I would tell you is to actually start because your first projects might be shitty, but the 10th the project will be an amazing one and try to document your journey. You know, as much as possible, get feedback. Every product designer needs to be open to feedback because when you launch a product in the market, a lot of times you would get to learn what users are not comfortable with you know a product designer can actually solve a lot of customer service issues if people keep calling a company and say i can't find where to log in i can't find where to log in on this app and it becomes a lot of query on login for a month it means the product designer needs to go and improve the login process and so product design is something that is big on collaboration is big on feedback and I feel like in everything, the best advice is actually for you to start. So thanks, that's right. Yeah. Thank you, Evans. I'm interrupting this podcast to remind you to subscribe if you haven't. And also nudge you to visit diversek.com to kickstart your technology career or get help navigating your existing tech career. Okay, back to the discussion. Let's take this other question from Rick Boyer before we continue with the session rick asks do you find yourself focusing less on graphics design and more on the overall strategy and cross-channel journey as a product designer do you lean heavily on other team members analytics research and other specialists yes so the first question big yes this is one of my favorite tools right now ipad and pencil i am always sketching I'm always sketching interfaces. I'm always sketching, you know, what it should look like. 
And the reason I do this is because the very last thing I try to do is the actual design. Because I find that a lot of times we spend more time. So this is a, I'm just about a bottom navigation here, analyzing that we should ask ourselves, what's the better way to navigate a website? Top menu, bottom menu. If you realize that if you can sketch something, you can save a lot of time. You would actually spend more time sketching. Before the iPad, I would use pen and paper and I would sketch out the product. And with that sketch, I would speak to people. What do you think about this product? And like, I can't see what you're saying. I'm like, no, just, just imagine it, you know, and you sketch it out. And they, they tell you, oh, if this was here, it would have been easier. So you don't realize that sketching saves a lot of time than you designing the actual app and you're designing something that you spend so much time on and maybe they don't even have the buy-in from the end users. So a lot of times I focus more on that strategy on how to sell the app, how to gain the customers, how to actually solve the needs of the customers before I even spend time on designing the aesthetics of the app. And yes, so leaning heavily on team members. Yes, I'm running a lean team right now. So what I would say is this, I rely a lot on research on other specialists because I'm building in public. So I find that if I find a person that is a specialist in say X, I could schedule a call with you and have you go through the app. You know, give me feedback, just lay all the feedback on me. Cause I feel like give me all of that feedback would see would help me to be able to plan better on how to go with that application. And so I rely on all of this is analytics is great. It's important for every graphic any product designer to spend time designing based on data. The reason the app I'm building has mobile screens now is because 80%, about 70 to 80% of people in Africa use their mobile phones for everything. And so if you are targeting Africa, then build for mobile. You know, so data analytics, really, really important. Research is a never ending process. Even when you're done, you're still researching how users are using your own application. You know, what you have built. You're talking to customer service, you're talking to sales team. You're asking them, when you try to sell this app, what are the challenges people tell you about why they're not buying the app? And they tell you, oh, they say they don't like the red color. You're like, maybe we can change that to blue. You know, it's not every feedback you take in, but some of those feedback, when you see it is consistent over time, you don't realize that you are not designing this for yourself. You're designing it for the end users. And so if the end users prefer X, maybe give them X. Sometimes you don't know what they want. Sometimes listen to them enough to predict what they need. But yes, it's a lot of data, it's a lot of research, and it's less on graphics. Thank you, Evans. Okay, now let's talk about how you got started. How did you get, like, how did you get started? What learning resources helped aid the process of your design journey? Hmm. I think the biggest thing that aided my journey was not reading books, but actually taking on projects. Because I realized that the way I grew, I grew by taking on projects. So. I think one of the earliest projects I took was logo design. But after logo design, I moved to designing brochures 
And that just kept on evolving to me building products today. Still the same concepts of fast legibility, you know, design is design everywhere, right? But now you're just thinking about the medium, you know, a, a, a designer designing, a graphic designer making a business card has to take, the, take into consideration the dimension of a business card he's making, right? A product designer is taking note of the screen, you know, what device screen are you building? You know, so you're taking note of the same dimensions again. You know, you're leaving adequate spacing just so that people can be able to tap on things. You're asking yourself, even if people are left-handed or right-handed, they'll use their thumb to tap their phone. So you're putting most important navigation on the bottom of your screen. So you see, it's still the same concepts. It's just the medium that has evolved. And by building multiple projects over the years and taking all that feedback from clients to customers to friends, everyone really, even to team members, you know, it has helped me to become a better product designer. So the next question. Oh, okay. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you so much for that. Let's look at some questions again from the audience because there's actually a lot. So one from Virginia Owens, she asks, are you, uh, as a product designer, do you recommend getting a Scrum certification? I, I would say yes, if you're more inclined to product management. So if you see that your journey in product design would evolve to product management, then I would say you should get a Scrum certification. Because Scrum is like one of the methodologies okay. in building products. But if that's where you're going to get certification. Okay, great. Another one from Justinta. For one that is transitioning to product design, but don't have the opportunity to collaborate with other designers, what can they do to aid their transitioning? I think I would go back to the fact you said you don't have the opportunity to collaborate with other designers. I think this was an opportunity. Social media is a huge opportunity. I'm on, I'm on LinkedIn. You're on LinkedIn as well. And I see that a lot of us, we scroll our timeline and see designers post their projects there. I think everyone has the opportunity to collaborate. It's for you to, like say, don't be shy and just ask for help. You know, collaboration is yeah. really, really, really key in product design. You can't build it on your own. In fact, the, the process of designing a product requires collaboration because if you don't collaborate, you will design a lot of things that have never been built because only a few people have the skill set to design code and launch a product. But if your role is a design role in products, you need to, and a product designer is not even a, a, a UI developer because there's a front end developer that codes the design that the product designer has done. So this, that's, that collaboration is super important and you need to learn it. Start by posting your projects on LinkedIn. Next level, you can start posting the thoughts behind your design. People, we see design every day. We see everyone designing. If you go on Dribbble, you see lots of products being designed. Not a lot of them are real life products you can actually use. And the, most of the time, the issue is collaboration. A lot of times, a solo designer that has designed something, not really looking to collaborate with anyone to build it out. And I don't want that to be your own career path because for any product being built, the end game is to have it being used by people. 
So uh, reach out to designers out there, share your process. You'll find someone that is really interested in what you're building. And it will help you transition into that product designer that collaborates. And you can do it. Anyone can do it. Okay. Jacinta, I hope your question was answered. Alex, yes. You can watch it exactly where you're watching it right now after the live stream. And you can also check the Diversity YouTube channel for it and past ones also. So, yeah, let's look at another question. We are past the time already, but Evans, I hope you're okay with us going through some other questions. Yes, sure. I'm reading a question from Joy. She, yes. Joy so, asks. Yes. There are some platforms very, very I've tried valid. using to build a website using my phone, such as the HTML extension, Mobirize. It's always better to use the desktop because the screen appears to be too small to drag and drop and see the interface better. Don't you think this might be same for your upcoming mobile phone website design app? Okay, so I think I solved that problem. And let me share my screen. Okay, this is going to be a practical response. So the first thing I would say is this. Everyone is using Instagram on their phone right now. A few years ago, all we were using was we were all using Facebook on our desktops, right? But until some guys came together and thought, oh, yeah, we can we can use social media platform and to be majorly on the phone and people do all sorts of things on their mobile phones so it's possible so let me just take you through the journey and it will show you like the thinking behind this right so like i said imagine if you're logged in and you've created a multiple amount of sites on your platform right and you can tap on any of this you tap on this let me let me take you let me take you to the actual so the first thing i would say is joy this platform i'm building in as much as it's mobile first, it also works on desktop. But I'm just ensuring that mobile works excellently well so that people can actually rely on mobile to do whatever they need to do. So the first thing is this. You can see my screen, right? Clean white screen. You tap on, for example, you go to this particular website, my website, right? The first website. Tap on it and you will see all the pages on the website. So you can see you know, home page, about page, contact us and to add a new page. Now, if you tap on statistics, you can see the stats on the website. So you can see the website is up here. You can see the stats for today, seven days, 30 days, all time. You can see how many live visitors on the site. You can see site visitors, page views, average duration. And you can even see things like top pages, top sources, where the traffic is coming from, top countries, where the traffic is coming from, and devices people like to access the websites. Then if you move to pages, your question was, how can people manage multiple things on the website, right? By tapping on this, you're going to edit in the home page. Now, this is still visual. It's not yet complete, right? Because it's still work in progress. You'll find that the way this is built, once you tap the first section on the website is running the header, right? So you, so you find the header easily placed here. But when you tap on plus, you, you can now add like a new section below that header. So you can able to add a hero section, features, forms. You can add uh, products. You can add videos. And below that section, you can add another set of things here and another here and even another. And you can just keep making the website a lot longer. 
So you find that you might not even have that need for that drag and drop approach. Nonetheless, from the top navigation here, you can see a page called Reorder. On that Reorder page, the experience that we built here is that you can be able to drag different sections. So let's say a website has the header, hero, features, videos. You can drag each of these or tap, like take it down, take it up, or even delete a section out of that page. So you see that, you know, there's a lot of thinking that's gone into this. The header and the footer sections are fixed because every site needs a header section and a footer section. So these are like really, really crucial things that are taking note of while building this app. And publishing the app is a breeze from the editor. So you can easily just one tap and you publish the site. Once you publish the site, you can actually tweet your site, share on Facebook, or generate a QR code for your website. So a lot of these things, it seems like, again, like 10 years ago when there was no Canva, you know, it seemed like, oh, it's impossible, but today there's Canva, and with Canva, a lot of people can build different things, you know, on their phone as well. You know, if, if we talk, told ourselves that we would host Zoom meetings on our phones, people may not have believed. Video meetings was only Skype five years ago, but today, almost every platform can host video meetings. So it's all possible. And product design gives that opportunity for you to think about products in a very, very technical fashion to see how you can simplify what people spend more time doing. Yeah, thanks, Evans. Just some clarity question for me and probably others that are slightly confused. Like, yeah. yeah, you're talking about the use case of these products on mobile, but how about yes. building the products on mobile? Which I be like your product, for example, can you can I take up my phone and use it to like build the product without having to use a laptop? Oh well, I believe that's exactly what her question says. Let me, Let me pull it up again. Yeah, she okay. says there are some platforms I've tried using to build a website using my website. phone. So, yeah, yes. using her phone to build an application. A website. No, just a website. She wants to use her phone to build a website. And that's yeah. when I'm done with it. You'll be able to use your okay. phone to build the website. But All right. there, are some, there are some other companies I've studied recently, and they are building tools that will enable you to build mobile, mobile apps right from your phone. And all these things are possible. So imagine 20 years ago, someone saying cars can run on batteries. They would have called that person a madman. But today there's Tesla cars and they run on batteries. So my own point is to inspire designers that listen, for anything you consider confusing today or difficult, start to design something that simplifies it. And that could be the like, next game-changing products. Imagine yeah. getting taxis 10 years ago. There wasn't Uber 10 years ago, but today everybody relies on Uber as if, if Uber wasn't there, how did it go around? You know, everybody relies on Google Maps, but Google Maps was not there 15 years ago. You know? Yeah. People went around with maps, regular okay. maps. So it's all possible. Yes, thank you. Helen's asks, can I call myself a product designer instead of a UI UX designer? Yes, you can. Yes. <laughs> yeah, using. Okay, so, yes. mm, 
I'm trying to see. Okay. So this will be the last question I'll be taking. And this is from, I hope I pronounced that well. Hi, could you suggest some tips for a boarding designer looking forward to take product design and make a career out of it? Okay, so the first thing I would say is to, again, check your interests. Check your interests so you know what area of product design you want to specialize on. And um, there are different areas, you know, there is the UI part or the UX part. And even the, the, any of those areas can also lead to like a role in say product management at some point, right? And the next thing is to decide on what tool you want to use. So besides Figma, there is Sketch, there's Adobe XD, and all of these tools enable you to build out prototypes very easily. The third thing I will tell you is to refine your process. And with your process, you want to ensure that you've mastered the art of collaboration, sketching, research, presenting your work, working with stakeholders, because all of these things are important. All of it is important. It's important because you're not building a product just for yourself. You know, the product you're building, someone else will have to program that product. So what I was just showing you guys is all interface. But you see, I had to switch to like the live version I was clicking because in the past six months, in the course of building an application, I have been having phone calls with a front-end developer about two hours every day. And this is because even after you've designed something, you need to explain what you've designed. Else, things will get lost. You know, if a rumor keeps going around, you know, at some point, by the 10th person hearing it, the story has changed. And that's why collaboration and communication is really, really important. So UI design, UX design, product design, working with developers, collaboration is really, really key. So uh, once you've learned all of these things to build your career, the final thing you need to build is a portfolio. Because product design is very, very visual. I've interviewed a number of product designers, and I find that a lot of them don't, special, they don't spend time in creating a portfolio. You need to build a portfolio for yourself, and that portfolio should have maybe just three of your best work. You don't need to show all of the projects you've done. You can actually have a portfolio of three projects and to land you the best job in product design. Especially those three projects show the depth of your thinking. People would hire you for how deep you think in building products. They want to see that you're spending time to research. You're spending time to see what data is out there. You want to understand the end users of this product, you want to know how to serve them well. Think of product design as you understand the business and now you're trying to make an app of what that business does. So whoever designed, the guys designing an Uber had to think about every part of the process of getting an Uber. They had to put themselves in the shoes of the person that is frustrated under the rain and needs to get a taxi. They had to make sure the app is very easy to use, you know, and these are like the nuances of building a product. It's almost like you're putting, you're, you're wearing the shoes of your end user so you understand where it hurts, you know. The reason I'm so vested in building a tool for website design is that for every time in the past 10 years I've built websites for clients, we have to train them on how to manage the website. 
And I always find that these trainings are always very difficult for them because they don't understand this and this and this, and it's so busy. So I thought if I should take out time, maybe a year, and build a very simple process to this, just the essentials that they need. A lot of people might use this app, and it will be easy for them to also build out stuff. So it is me solving my own problem and hoping it solves the problem of maybe 10,000 more people out there in the world. So yes, yeah, advice is anyone can do it. I think someone said they want to switch from mechanical engineering to product design. What I would say is if you had the mind to take on mechanical engineering, you can take on product design. It's actually easy. It's hard, but yeah, you can do it. The fact that you're here, you're online, you could take out time to do this, you can do it. If you focus, say, three months, six months on product design, you can do it. Take on projects. There are very simple courses on, um, on Udemy. In fact, I think the slides from my recent UX design course is available. It's available for almost, it's free. It's free. Like you pay anything you want, zero dollar, half a dollar, just learn and build what you want to build because by building, you only get better. You know, a lot of times we can ask 10,000 more questions how to start, but the best way to actually start. Can you do that question? Let's take more questions. Thank you so much, Evans. This has been very, 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 very educating. And I'm sure that everyone in the audience learned a lot from it. And I want us to wrap this up with a final, final discussion, which is related to challenges. What ch the challenges you faced, you know, building your own product design career and how you were able to overcome them. What are some of the challenges involved with building a product design career? And how did you overcome them? So one of the earliest challenges that I had was collaboration. Well, I was using a tool called Feed Sketch at the time, and I realized that um, when I designed these products on, on my computer, to have the next developer see it, and I didn't even know Figma had solved this problem, you know, so every time the, the developer would code what I have designed, I find that I'm having lots of corrections and corrections and corrections because it doesn't match what I have in my own computer, you know, because we are not seeing the same thing, you know. And so this was like a very huge challenge for me because I spent time, and a lot of designers, you would have that same challenge where you spend time trying to explain, explain to a developer. And I realized that the answer to that is collaboration. If they are involved from the get-go, and the same way I understand the brief of what we are building, I also got you to understand the brief. It means we will be speaking the same language when I start delivering designs. It means you'll be able to tell me, oh, remember we discussed that users should be able to delete their websites from the homepage. You didn't add that in this design. And I'll say, oh, I forgot. You see, it's only collaboration that can make that happen. But if there was no collaboration, Whatever I sent to developer, even if there are errors included, it's, they will develop exactly the same thing. You know, so collaboration was something I had to learn that helped my work. It was really challenging without collaboration. Second thing was understanding the actual users. Before I designed with my speculation, you know, and speculation is not enough. But these days I spent more time researching, researching who has done something similar in that industry researching who are the players currently in this industry. 
researching even beyond design, how can we you know, proper, do proper strategy for the app? So I now do lots of data work even before I start designing. I do more sketch even before designing. And so these are things I got to realize that over time, you know, it keeps on getting your work better. But what I realized in everything in summary is that if I didn't start, I wouldn't know any of these things. Yeah. Maybe it's important Thanks. to say that my my undergrad, my undergrad was in chemistry. So if I could switch from chemistry to Yeah, that's very important. That's very important yeah. to know. There are a lot of people that want to transfer into product design. And yes, like Ria, for example, she has a product design degree. So it's super easy for you. What exactly do you work as after you graduate with a product design degree? I guess you can work as a product designer. Yeah, and you having a degree has already given you a lot of knowledge already. So everyone, thank you so much for joining live. And I hope this was really educating. I hope you enjoyed it. Did you enjoy it, Evans? Oh, yes, I did. I love talking about this. Yes, Yes. like we've gone for the past 15 minutes talking about product design. And I hope you all learned from it. I hope this was interesting. Thank you for listening to today's episode of the Diverse K podcast. If you found it helpful, please share it with your friends and colleagues that would also find it helpful. Do have a wonderful morning, afternoon or night. Until next week. Bye.